Church, say amen. amen. This is why you don't go into a battle after you eat. <laughs> That's why all of the feasts and festivities and everything occurred after the battles. Uh -huh. Then you can go to sleep. Nah, and everything. But you know what? I still got my joy today. God is still worth being praised. Amen. Even on a full stomach. Yes, sir. Even... Looking at a bunch of folks who are fighting to keep their eyes open. It's all right. It's all right. Won't be, as the song says, it won't be very long. It won't be very long. It's good to see you. We have a nice crowd this evening. And I hope and pray you are benefited from being here and gain something from the message this evening. I saw a mess. He saw a message. I saw a test. He saw a testimony. Thank you, Lord, for what you see in me. You know, I'm so glad that God sees more about me and knows more about my potential than what I know and even what I first believed in. Because, see, if I live my life based upon just what I saw in me and what I believed in me, you know what? I would not have gotten far. But I'm so glad what I saw as a mess in my life, in my life he saw how it could be used as a message. What I saw as a test that I Thought within myself I would fail. That I would not be able to overcome. I thought the odds were against me and there was no hope. But what I saw as a test. He said, boy, I could use you to be a testimony. It's more to God. Than what we just see in ourselves. It's what does God see in us. In Hebrews 11. It goes through a list of names. And it mentions a bunch of old patriarchs. And people that by faith. They accomplished some great things. Abraham. By faith as the Bible Mentions. Well, let me back up to Noah. By faith, Noah being one of God of things not seen as yet. He moved with fear. He moved with fear. I don't know what God is going to do. I haven't seen what he has done. And I, I'm, not, I'm not, but I'm just responding to what God said to do. And it said he moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Amen. Nor, I'm sure, looked around and saw a mess that he was living around. The Bible said the people didn't bother to have God in their minds. They were wicked. 
their imaginations and their thoughts were continuously evil and wicked. I'm sure Noah looked around and said, what a mess. What a mess. What good could possibly come out of this situation? But God said, you know what? I could use you, Noah, to send a message. And God told Noah, build an ark. Build an ark, and while you're building, keep on preaching. Keep on preaching and keep on building. Until the completion of the ark came and Noah and his household entered into the ark. And the message that God made, the message that God sent unto mankind was, you fail to hear me. You, you, re, you, repent, uh, you fail to repent. And according to what my servant has been preaching unto you and telling you, he said, you know what? Now you're going to pay. Noah and his family entered into the ark and God closed the door. And it rained. It rained. And to this day today, we are reminded of this message. We are reminded that, let me tell you something. You never know how God can use you for the furtherance of getting his word out. Amen. He saw a test. I saw a test. I think about Peter. Big mouth Peter. Outspoken Peter. Peter once told Jesus when Jesus approached him, he said, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. Peter looked at his own life and said, you know what? There's no way you should have any association with me. But God said, what you see in yourself, I see as a testimony that you could give unto the world. See, Peter had no idea. Peter could not see down the road. But God already had Peter picked out. That number one, he was going to give him the keys of the kingdom. That one day on the day of Pentecost, Peter was going to stand there and he was going to preach. He was going to preach a sermon that would cut those Jews to their hearts left and right. He would preach so hard and the message would be so potent that they cried unto him and the other apostles and said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Folks, just because you see obstacles in your way, don't rule God out. Don't ever underestimate why you are encountering situations in your life. Don't ever underestimate unless you've just given up on God. But as long as you're faithful to God, God can use your circumstances and your situation. What you see and feel like giving up on and you said there's no hope. God said, man, this is just the beginning of what I'm going to do with you. What you see as a mess God said, man, this is just the beginning of a masterpiece. One day God looked down upon us, 
on this earth. And he saw mankind, Ephesians chapter 2. He saw a rebellious people as he had seen before. He saw a rebellious people not willing to even have God in their imagination, in their heart. Considered even yet to be the children of wrath. But God, God looked down upon this mess and what we would count as a written off hopeless case. God said, you know what? I can offer a sacrifice that can reconcile man back unto me. And what they see in themselves now as being hopeless, ungodly, and lives not even worth living. God said, I can change that. And he did. The Bible said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. So God saw a mess in us. But he said, you know what? I can do something with you. I can clean you up. I could clean you up in such a way you ain't never been cleaned before. I can send my only begotten son down. And if you were hearken unto the words that he said, if you will listen to his apostles, if you will do as they command you to do. I can change your life. I can use you to take a message out into the world that can turn this world upside down. And folks, today. God is still in the business of taking messed up lives, hopeless lives, lives that people are ready to give up, some even to consider suicide and take their own lives. God is still in the business of cleaning up messes. And as I look over this audience, I said, he has done wonders. For all of us sitting up in here. Because we all walked according to the lust of our desires. We all had given ourselves over to the principalities and the heirs of this world. We all had our stroll in the world of darkness. But God took a mess. Took a mess. And he said, I could use you as a message. Don't you ever forget, you are a messenger of God. Don't be embarrassed about what people try to remind you of. Be thankful unto God for what he has done and where he has brought you from. Don't you be ashamed when people remind you of what you used to do. God is in the business of cleaning up mess. People want to talk about you and put you down, talk about what you used to do. They want to talk about you because they're not ready to surrender their will to live right. But when you're ready to surrender your will and, and, and admit to God, I can't do it without you. You have a message. 
for the world. Don't you be embarrassed about it. Don't you be ashamed about it. Just allow God to work in your life. Folks, God is in the business. I like to say that the church is a rehabilitation center. It's a hospital. It's a rehab center. You know what? For whatever our problems are, the church serves as the need to help us to get right. Some of us that need minor rehab. We just need a, 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 a little help along the way because we know what's good. We know what's right. We know what, you know, we've been out there, but we just had a little minor setback. But sometimes, sometimes folks are rolled up in here. They need to be on a stretcher. They need to be on a stretcher and not only a stretcher, some need life support. They need some help. But I'm here to tell you, God is in the fixing business. God is in the business of resuscitation. God is in the business of changing lives. And if you're willing to surrender your will to him, he's willing and able, capable of changing your life. You need to be that message. You need to be. You are, the Bible said we're living epistles. Read by men. How often? Daily. But see, some of us walking around with the covers closed. We need to open up and let people read about the goodness and what God has done in our lives. Some folks are out there searching. Behind the world are they going to know if you keep the book closed? Open up and let them know what God has done for you. Open up. And let them know, I know that's what I used to do. Oh, but thanks be to God. I don't do what I used to do. All things are passed away. And all things in my life have become new. And now I am considered his son. I'm considered his son. I'm an heir. I'm in line. You know, they were talking about who's going to. Who's going to inherit the queen's fortune? They're talking about how valuable her, her monarch and all this is worth, her dogs and all this stuff. Let me tell you, what, what Elizabeth had, don't compare to nothing. Don't compare to anything as far as what God has for us. It don't compare. Because all that Elizabeth had, it's going to perish. But what God offers us through his son, it's everlasting. Oh, you know what? We can benefit on this side and we can cash in and enjoy it on the other side as well. So, folks, that's my message for you this evening. Be what God would have you to be. You saw a mess, but he saw a message. He saw how he could put you back together again. You ain't humpty dumpty. They tried to put humpty dumpty back together, but the, the thing said, but they couldn't do it. We're talking about God. God can take the worst of us. He can take the worst of us and he can turn us into preachers. 
He could turn us into elders. He could turn us into deacons. He could turn us into faithful members. He could turn us into Christian wives, Christian husbands, just Christians, period. Don't you underestimate God. You saw a test. You doubted yourself. You, many of you were like Sarah. When God, told, when God told Abraham Sarah was going to have a baby at her old ripe age. The Bible says Sarah laughed. She laughed. And when God called her hand on it and said, why you laugh? She said, <laughs> But can you imagine? Can you imagine? The laughter stopped when she felt something going on in her womb. Can you imagine the laughter stopped? Can you imagine? Lord, this man making something happen. And at her old ripe age, she had a son. See, what, what, we, what we see as something impossible. God is laughing at us and just simply saying, what about me? What about me? I know it's impossible for you. But all things are possible with me. Have, have you not read Hebrews 11? That by faith, what all of these patriarchs accomplished? By faith? Have you not read? That all things that were written beforehand were written for our learning, that you will understand, I'm here. And I'm the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Don't you be discouraged. All right. Trust God. Yeah. Hold up the bloodstained banner yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. And go on and go on and claim. What it is you're seeking to get. Just make sure it's according to God's will. God's going to bless you with whatever he decides to bless you with. Amen. And if you can learn contentment and be happy with that, he'll bless you with even more. Yes. So folks, be encouraged. Amen. Be encouraged. Sarah laughed, but God had the last laugh. And just like he did it for Sarah, he'll do it for you. Amen. He did it for Abraham, he'll do it for you. Amen. He did it for Barak, he'll do it for you. Amen. He did it for Daniel, he'll do it for you. Amen. You go through the list. And don't you ever forget, there's a cloud of witnesses yeah. cheering for you. Yeah. Hey, Barry, Barry, don't forget. Don't forget, he's able. Amen. He's able. He will do it. And as Paul put it, faithful is he that calleth you. And he will do it. Amen. So with that, you take that this evening. And you believe it. Because God is able to do all things. If you're here this evening, you haven't surrendered your will to the Lord. The Bible teaches one must hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized for the remission, remission of their sin in order to be saved. Amen.
Live faithful unto death. And watch God work in your life. For us who are members of the body. And you've fallen short. You've deviated off the course. Whether it, whether it be through weakness. Or whether it just be willfully. You know what? You still got blood running warm in your vein to get it right. You need to take advantage of it. And get it right. Because you don't know. Where death is. And some of us think we have time. But believe it or not. We got far less time than what we realize. Get it right today. Leave here today a better person than you were when you arrived. Leave here with a joy in your heart. Knowing that I'm walking in the light as he is in the light. It don't make any sense for anybody to walk out of here today in darkness. Amen. Don't make any sense for anybody to walk out of here today not in fellowship with the Lord. Amen. If something were to happen to anybody in here today and, and your life ended today, you know what? We should have the mindset to rejoice and know, hey, they were right when they left out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You choose to walk out of here in darkness. Amen. That's your choice. Amen. It's not that God didn't provide an avenue of escape for you from sin. Amen. You chose to live in darkness. Amen. What's our song, Foster? 98, I surrender all. Boy, you cut up today. You cut up today. Let me, let me shake your hand, brother. You cut up today. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you. But I tell you what. Folks, come on, let's stand and let us sing. Oh, to Jesus.